self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point and on TikTok at Eddie B talking and Eddie B eating. And I could be found at red underscore calamity on Instagram. If you have a question, comment, ready letter that you would like for us to respond to on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversation call artists at gmail.com, or you can find us on the aforementioned um, social media. And I'm sticking with my themes this week my theme is in-laws well before we do that i just wanted to talk about something real quick like it boggles my mind that we're like the new adults and i feel like we're so different from like when i think about my mom when she was 39 40 it wasn't she wasn't like this you know what i mean like and even like i I watched i'm on tiktok a lot and so a lot of the teachers uh, will, like, post, like, funny stuff from their classrooms. And I'm like, my teachers were never like this. Like, it's like we're adults, but still very much not, <laughs> if that makes it. Like, I feel like we different, we're, we're adulting differently. Like, in I a think, more chill-ass. I think we were the first generation to be, like, freed from the worst perils of racism. Okay. Like I feel like being in school for us was more neutral than it was curved to the negative racism. I think we got to be more chill. Look at how look at how niggas aged. You know how you be looking at old ass pictures of Ron Isley and you be like, I wonder how old they was. And uh it, it looked like they, they was 32 and it's like <laughs> Ron Isley at 16. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm going to plug an anime in this moment. Jujutsu Kaisen. So there's a show called Jujutsu Kaisen. It's about this guy who uh, eats this cursed finger and becomes cursed himself. And the school teaches people how to harness cursed energy to use it to fight against curses. Why the fuck are you eating fingers? I'm sorry. That just... I'm scared. it was an over-dramatized anime way of eating the finger. He just threw it up in the air, and then it fell in his mouth, and then he's like, nope. And then he started whooping folks' ass, essentially. Where did he get a finger from to throw in the air to protect Okay, little backstory. So <laughs> there was this super-duper curse user, like the origin of all curses that was fucking the world up, and they finally defeated him. And in order to keep him from gaining power back, they had to cut his body up and move it all across the earth. Okay. And these students at the school fucked around and found one at the school and they shouldn't have had that motherfucker because all the curses, the low level curses was gravitating towards them. And so now they had to send a professional curse motherfucker to deal with them. And so the dude who was coming, which why, I don't know why he would ever say this. He told like, if you eat the finger, then, you know, you, you get the power of the curse user, but you shouldn't eat the finger. The dude was like, uh-oh, in a pinch here. Like anime, dude. Anime always start with a motherfucker in a pinch. You know, uh-oh, he told me that this finger have power in it. Let me eat it. Or he's supposed to die one in a million chance. But you know anime. Nigga survived. 
beat the shit out the damn cursed, and now this starts the journey of Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Um, Sorry, I just uh, the finger was sending me. Okay. Yeah, is the finger is a little creepy, but it's fine. And in in Jujutsu Kaisen, and Cliff, if you listen to this, I might explain some of this shit wrong. Leave me alone, nigga. <laughs> um, the dude, uh, the, one of the main characters, his name is Gojo. He has a power called Infinity. Nobody can fuck with Gojo in this anime at this point that we know that we can see. His power is that the closer you get to him, the slower time becomes to the point that when you're almost touching him, your time is almost frozen while his is not. I say all that to say, (laughs) when you consider that age thing I just talked about, it feels like the closer we get to the end of time, shit's slowing down, goddamn. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I feel like we're going to keep feeling younger and younger. We're going to keep being funnier and funnier. funnier. We're going to keep the gap between reasonable-ass adults and kids is going to slim because that, I think that's what you're talking about. Because us, we just grown-up-ass kids. Basically. You know what I'm saying? So many grown-ass 30-year-old niggas is cosplaying in, in Black Panther and going to uh, Comic-Con dressed up like you know, whatever their favorite character is. Motherfucking old ass niggas weren't doing that shit. They was beating up on women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Ronald Isley at peak 30s was snorting cocaine. And so was your granddaddy. Well, your granddaddy probably wasn't snorting cocaine. He probably beating up on women. My granddaddy was definitely beating up on my grandmama. Nah. Moonshine. They from the country. They didn't. Moonshine. That's what they're doing. Drugs really get down there like that. But the moonshine, the liquor, yes. And they was drinking that battery acid moonshine, goddamn. Listen, when my grandfather uh, passed and my grandma moved into um, a nursing home, he had a shed in the yard that they decided to burn down. Now, they went in the shed and they thought that they took everything out of the shed. The motherfucker blew up. (laughs) Want to know why? <laughs> Old ass moonshine from how, who knows how many fucking years ago he had like buried or in places that they didn't see. The shit exploded. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, dang. like strong moonshine. Why would you even burn it down? Because it was just it was a little raggedy. You know they just decided to burn it. Seems like it'd just be easy to just get a crane to come over there and just knock that shit out. Who finna pay for that? When they could just set some shit on fire themselves. Well, I'm sure somebody was a goddamn 10 yards away from getting their life fucked up. William was there. My <laughs> little brother was there. <laughs> he had went down there to go uh, help them clean it out. Thankfully, it wasn't none of them too close, but yeah, that shit exploded. Yeah. Lost his legs. Had moonshine up in there. But I just noticed that it's like I because I I don't feel like an adult. I really don't like I I like playing my video games and I like like even with the kids, you know, I tell and I don't look like I'm almost 40, but also I I'm sure it's because I got fucking purple hair. <laughs> like I'm sure they don't equate because when you think of older people, you equate them not doing the shit that we do. Like it just seems like we're not serious adults <laughs> and i'm okay with it i'm cool with it i think i feel like this is a better way to adult adulting fucking blows 
if I can have fun with the shit, I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. I wonder how much having kids would have aged us if we had kids like 10 years ago. But I feel like my friends that have kids still ain't like adults. Like, I don't see them like I saw my parents. I got friends that's got like kids finna fucking graduate from high school and shit, but like, I don't see them how I saw my parents. Like, they still ain't like that kind of adult, even with kids. It's crazy. All my all my friends my age got new babies. <laughs> oh no! Like well, they first first babies. Like my male friend group mm-hmm. for like thirty three years. Well, for about thirty five years, we've been out here like nope, no kids, no kids. And in the last four years, three of them got kids. And I'm like, I feel like power to you. Everybody that I I still know of, I don't necessarily talk to anybody from high school, but the people that I know of that I would talk to, um, they've been head kids. They've been head kids. Like I said, my um, one of my high school friends, I was the maid of honor in her wedding, and her son is graduating this year. This is last year. Mm. Um, now, mind you, she she did have him when we went to college, and she dropped out as such and never went back. But... Yeah, but I just noticed that shit, I, and I just started thinking about myself, and I'm like, the shit that I like to do, like, my mom was just really serious. And yeah, I don't have kids, but I feel like even if I had kids, i still be doing most of the shit I'm doing. Like, the stuff that I enjoy doing, like, playing video games, and, like, that, I like to do that. I don't, you know, <laughs> it just seems like we not, when I think of like my mom being the age that I am now, she was much more serious. Like it didn't seem like she enjoyed life. Like, I don't know. And not just her, like all the adults that were around me, they just seemed more serious. And and I see us and we out fucking goofing around all the time. <laughs> we're fucking funny. We're hilarious. So what? With a serious ass 40 year olds at. I mean, I'm sure there's some, but I feel like they the minority now. And mm-hmm. and the people that are just like fucking chill as shit are the majority. I don't know. I just noticed that and, and wanted to quickly mention it. Valid assessment. Huh? Valid assessment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, theme for this week is in laws. Um, some of these were like to be good. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, am I the asshole for siding with my in-laws and refusing to go to China after my wife found out that she was adopted from there? Why would you not support her in finding out about her fucking hair? You gonna side with her adopted family? Mm. You on the wrong side of history, bro. Let's be a Trump supporter. Some of these were like vague, so I don't know what they what they, they did. But rem, uh, as a reminder, I only picked ones that were deemed assholes. Am I the asshole for telling my sister-in-law that she was being unreasonable? This one was just fucking weird. Am I the asshole for telling my sister-in-law not to add a slab of butter to her hot dogs in front of my seven-year-old? First of all, who the fuck butters their hot dogs? First. Mm, And then second, why the fuck do you care if your kids see that? I don't butter my hot dog like fucking get a knife and a butter and slather it. But after I boil my hot dogs briefly, then I put butter in a saute pan 
and then not sizzle them up on the outside. You know what you I'm saying? You ain't normal. Outer skin popping. You know what I'm saying? You're. We're talking about regular people who butters. But if you can see the butter on that motherfucker, I don't know what the fuck wrong with you. Well, she said add a slab of butter to her hot dogs. I'm assuming they like at a um. Oh, I just read the first line. Ew, let's do this one. Ew, because it's they they got to be white. Okay, let me read the other one. Hold on, I'm gonna tell still gonna tell you a story. Oh fuck! Talking to my brother yesterday, and my brother went to Panama, had a bad time. He said it just was not a good trip for him, and mm-hmm. he was tripping, and he was hungry. And he was just talking about how like different cultures have different food experience. He was like, <laughs> he said that he had a bad trip, got on the plane, different cultures, Panama. He is not happy, right? Mm-hmm. He is tripping on the plane internally. He hears the, the stewardess behind him say, I'm sorry, we're out of eggs. On this flight, the only thing we have is cornbread. And my brother said, this bitch better not come over here telling me, asking me if she wants some cornbread. Fuck, fuck she think I am. I want no goddamn cornbread on no flight. She sure enough come up to him and say, sir, we don't have any eggs. All we have is cornbread. He said, no, nah, I don't want no cornbread. What else you got back there? Watermelon? <laughs> he just tripping because he hungry, he irritable, and he like these motherfuckers offering me cornbread. And his wife next to him, they asked her if she would like cornbread. And she said, yeah, I would like some cornbread. And he was like, this nigga here. This nigga want cornbread. <laughs> this nigga want cornbread. He's saying this shit, yo. This is how my brother be sometimes. You just follow along the order. Get some cornbread. He sitting here tripping. Um, they bring her her cornbread. Um, she uncover it. He looked down at it. He said, Eddie, that was not fucking cornbread. It was like a bread pudding. And he said, that shit looks so fucking delicious. <laughs> but he's sitting there, goddamn, after he just told, talk all this shit about not wanting cornbread because what he was visualizing was some cornmeal butter-based shit. <laughs> Nigga had to swallow his pride and tell him that he wants some cornbread, too. <laughs> Bro, that shit was so funny. Oh my goodness. Hell I told my brother, if you just sit on TikTok and tell fucking stories, you're going to go viral. You just gonna go viral. That's the, the storytelling prowess of that nigga is outlandish. <laughs> anyway, talking about weird foods that motherfuckers eat made me think about that shit. It was funny. Anyway, keep going. Uh am I the asshole for going into my in-law's bedroom and making things awkward when I heard them talking shit? Oh, Should be talking shit? So uh, slap a button, number one. Yeah. Am I the asshole trying to convince my daughter-in-law to start cooking? Bitch, mind your business. You gonna be that mother-in-law? I wish. Are we sure that this ain't the father? Uh, we're not sure. I assumed it was the woman, but it may not be. I can't tell by the by the title. Uh, am I the asshole for returning the money my future in-laws gave us for our wedding and embarrassing my fiance? Why are you giving money back? Mm, that stubborn white man shit. I ain't giving no goddamn money back. Hell no. The fuck I look like? Am I the asshole for walking home because my brother-in-law wouldn't let me eat in his car? <laughs> <laughs> you 
You go walk home because he said you can't open that food in his car. Clearly the asshole. Hey, <laughs> right, let that man have his fucking crumb free car. Keep that shit in that motherfucking bag. And my car, I don't give a fuck. My car look like look a mess most of the time. It depends on what it is. If it's gonna be some shit that's gonna have my car smell it, then absolutely not. Cause I don't want to smell the shit later. I don't even it's, like smelling okay. my food. Like I'm somebody when I eat food, I love smelling it and enjoying it. But once I'm done, I don't want to smell that shit. Like I clean this house and like air it out. If I like fry something, I just don't like the smell of food when I'm not eating it. I don't want to smell that shit no more. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, am I the asshole for for not wanting to cancel our honeymoon despite what happened with my brother-in-law? Feel like brother-in-law had some kind of severe issue happening. You just like fuck that. We going on this honeymoon. Um, hmm. am I the asshole for asking if my daughter-in-law fell when I heard of her miscarriage? Why are you asking questions? <laughs> what? I mean, unless you're trying to figure out if she is enduring some abuse that she didn't want to tell nobody about. But it's your in-law, your daughter-in-law. That means that she is experiencing abuse. Your fucking son is doing it. <laughs> I mean, everybody ain't got a good relationship with their son. Some parents True. are trying to catch them niggas up. <laughs> <laughs> Knew that motherfucker was an abuser just like his daddy. So you wanted to do the talking shit one too, correct? I want to do the slab of butter. I want to do the um, awkward bedroom, yeah. Talking shit, okay. Let's see. Start cooking, future in-laws, miscarriage, honeymoon, eat in the car. The unreasonable, the second one. What's that? The car one? Mm-mm. You, uh, the one you had to run with China, and then the second one was something oh, about being unreasonable. unreasonable. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's see what this bud is talking about. <laughs> uh... It's gross. I don't know. It's got. They gotta be white. I'm sorry, white people, but I feel like this is white shit. Okay, as a reminder, am I the asshole for telling my sister-in-law not to add a slab of butter to her hot dogs in front of my seven-year-old? My sister-in-law, let's call her Barb, has a habit of putting butter and mayo on her food. <laughs> you should see his face. Story time. I'm sure I told this story here before. When we went to AUM, there was a guy that was on the basketball team named Zach. He was a white guy. The one that, yeah, he played Sigma? Yes. Yes, okay. He ended up being my roommate. Um, His family was loaded, his stepdaddy. When he moved in, they brought in all furniture, fancy looking ass shit. And when he left prematurely, because apparently like he's like not the model son type, he left AUM and went moved to Florida to stay with his dad before finishing out the lease. His mama came down and wrote me a check for the rest of the money <laughs> for the lease. Uh, and so I used that money to let some people stay with me for free, which turned out to bite me in my ass, which was Cheeks and Sheila, um, because they were in a perpetual state of tripping. Yeah. All of that aside, um, Zach's brother was the weirdest Fucking disgusting ass dude I have ever met in my fucking life. Um, he used to take the wings. So if there was a like bucket of box of wings or something, 
Mm-hmm. The grease that be at the bottom, he would mm-hmm. ask people if they want the wing juice at the bottom, and he would just like drink it. Oh, that's one thing that he did. Another thing that he did is he would boil hot dogs, carry around a mayonnaise jar, and dip the hot dog in the mayonnaise <laughs> and eat it. <laughs> and I'm looking at this nigga disgusted because I hate mayonnaise. <laughs> I hate mayonnaise. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hate mayonnaise probably like a whole bunch of white folks hate black folks. That's the most white I shit I've ever heard in my life. I recognize its utility and its function, but I don't fuck with it for real. So I do put it in my tuna. I do put it in my, my motherfucking potato salad. You know, I it's just like white people will let black folks uh, handle their food, <laughs> but they'll never let them sit at the table and eat with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, so mayonnaise, I hate the way it fucking look. I hate the the color of white it is. I hate that it got some shine to it. I hate that it fickle. I hate the smell of it. I hate the feel of it. I don't like shit about mayonnaise except as a binder for shit. As a matter of fact, when I use when do recipes that have just mayonnaise in it, I gotta add sour cream or something and tell myself that it's sour cream in here because a lot of recipes got mayo, like a lot of motherfucking cremas yeah. and a lot of. Or dressings, white dressings, ranch, mayonnaise in that bitch. Mm-hmm. Just make shit delicious. It just looks stupid. Anyway, he was the fucking most disgusting white person. So when I think about motherfuckers just using mayonnaise on some, you know, put it in a jar and dip chips in it shit, bruh, fuck you, matter of fact. You do that. Mm-hmm. Unless we fool, then don't tell me you do that shit. Ugh. Um, okay. Like, it's not uncommon when she eats a white sauce pasta, she will add half a stick of butter to her plate and have it melt in, or if she's eating biscuits from Popeye's, to dip it in the melted butter as well. My daughter is now seven, and we don't want her to pick up any unhealthy habits. My husband was making hot dogs, and I know Bob was going to add butter to her hot dog buns. My husband already adds some and toasts them, but again, she was going to add a lot more. I pull her to the side and I'm like, hey, Barb, do you mind adding the butter to your hot dogs in the kitchen? I don't want Emily, my daughter, to start doing it, too. She then is like, you are putting your seven-year-old daughter on a diet? I am like, no, we know that she likes to copy people, especially adults, and would rather not have her do that. Barb is then like, why? So she won't become fat like me and starts raising her voice. She says that there is nothing wrong with being fat and that I am giving my daughter an eating disorder by restricting her. She then brings up the fact that she is a nurse and that she knows more than doctors and guarantees me the anxiety and depression I am creating by preventing her from eating what she wants is way more harmful than whatever cholesterol a little bit of butter would give her. And that she, Emily, should be able to make her own decisions that if she wants to eat hot dogs with butter, she can eat hot dogs with butter. I'm like, Barb, if you have kids and want to teach them to do that, that's fine. But please respect my wishes. Barb gets angry and confronts my husband. My husband talks to Barb and eventually she just packs up some of the food from the grill and leaves. Was I wrong here? If my daughter was 10, I wouldn't mind at all. But these are uh, crucial ages. And I just asked her to do it in the kitchen, not to not do it at all. They call her the asshole? Yeah. I'm not saying the asshole piece. No, your the your sister-in-law is a fucking asshole. Ain't nobody said nothing about you already must be feeling the kind of way about being big, ma'am. Cause ain't nobody said 100%. shit about you being fat. 
Nobody said that. I didn't even say you couldn't do the shit. I just said don't do it in front of my daughter who mimics everything because I don't want her doing this shit. Okay? Because it ain't healthy. It ain't healthy to be. <laughs> and, and, and your nurse knowledge having ass is calling not adding a whole stick of butter to your food a diet and restrictions? <laughs> maybe we maybe we don't maybe we misunderstand what butter is in this situation. These niggas from England, what is butter? I think it's maybe butter, butter, butter. Maybe slap a brother means like a spritz or some shit. I don't know. But if she talking about a fucking half a cup stick of butter with all of her shit, she don't need to worry about being fat. She need to worry about them goddamn arteries. She need to <laughs> worry about my fucking cholesterol. So I'm looking at the comments. You're, so this person said, you're the asshole. It's on you to parent your kid, not Barb. A lot of people have bad habits. It's on you to teach your daughter not to copy each bad habit she sees in other people. Shut the fuck up. You must ain't never been around no child in your life. Kids mimic things. And if I can avoid her even starting to mimic you by you simply going into the fucking kitchen and not doing a disgusting habit in front of her, I don't see the goddamn problem. I'm not asking you to raise my child. I'm asking you not to do no fuck shit in front of my kid. The fuck? And you know what? It only takes... For a seven-year-old, it only takes for them to like a person for a week to be like, I want my hair cut like Mr. Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) It don't take very much for kids to gravitate towards the adult they like. So I would wager that Barb is unpleasant as fuck in general, but let's say that Barb is pleasant as fuck. All that seven-year-old got to do is be like, what Barb doing? I like Barb. (laughs) What's that yellow stick she putting in her food? I want that too, daddy. Give me a yellow stick of butter. That shit can happen. This man did not say you can't do this shit at all. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not seeing the asshole from David. I don't know. Point. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I just, I don't get it. Um, Somebody said, so not, I don't know how they, they, they deemed it. Because it seemed like more people are saying not the asshole. Mm-hmm. This person said, anyone else thinks it's hella rude to use up that much butter at someone else's house? Facts. Hell the fuck yeah! Facts. <laughs> See, I buy my butter in four pack containers from Sam's Club. Mm-hmm. You using a whole stick of butter for me is a problem. Especially if I'm down to my last motherfucking box of butter. Yeah. Matter of fact, my grandmama at home go to Kroger to buy butter. And she keep me about five in the freezer. I just don't feel like driving down there to get it, but I need to, because I asked her to buy it for me so long ago. But you ain't finna come to my house and use that much goddamn butter. Hell no! And if hey. you bringing butter to my house, it's still weird. Like you got a problem. <laughs> you got a fucking problem. Uh, this person said honestly, in that situation, it's best to let her do it once, and then when Barb is around to offend, talk to her about how much butter isn't healthy. She's seven. Shut up. Have y'all ever been around a seven-year-old? You want her to sit down and have a, a health conversation with a seven-year-old? No. It was easier and best is what she did. Hey, I'm not telling you how to eat your food. What I'm asking you to do is not do no fuck shit in front of my kids. So if you could go put all the butter you want on your fucking hot dog in the kitchen, I would appreciate it. I don't see the problem. Also, let's make no mistake. Butter is fucking delicious. It is. Okay? Let's make no mistake now. You overdo it with butter. If you put a whole stick of butter on anything, the only thing I use a whole stick of butter for 
is when I melt drawn butter to dip my crab shit in, right? And I don't eat all of it. I just eat as much as I can dip, and the rest of it goes to the trash. You know, mm-hmm. you like you shouldn't be eating none with more than a fucking one or two tablespoons of butter in it as a as a serving. But like, if your child fuck around and get to butter at a certain point, they gonna know that they need to be using that shit. That's just what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Your, your child at some point is going to learn that butter is good. So, like, we ain't got a butter shame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we ain't got a butter shame. And that's not what was being done in this situation. But you're not just going to easily be able to tell your kid, like, introducing your kid to new shit. And I'm saying that it's delicious because y'all know Napster. You remember Napster? Oh, yeah. What happened with Napster is that Napster came out as one of the first music download apps and it was an underground app you had to already be dealing with the motherfuckers who knew about napster was the motherfuckers going to rotten.com watching motherfuckers get killed and shit (laughs) this was early internet days y'all like you could just go to www.rotten.com and see motherfuckers getting killed and all kind of terrible shit you know i stayed away from that shit but the motherfuckers on the underground web were the ones that was downloading music. Now, what happened was the RIAA said, we finna put a stop to this fucking shit. And they came out and said, hey, world, fucking press release. Hey, world, all of this free music you've been downloading, it's fucking wrong, and we're gonna challenge it. Bitch, why you introduce us to the shit? Why you introduce (laughs) us to theory of music? Y'all fucked up. That's when Morpheus came out, Kazaa came out, all of those little sideways, peer-to-peer file-sharing systems well, one person had the song, everybody got the song. I'm saying that to say... college. <laughs> exactly. I'm saying that to say <clears throat> you having a conversation with your child about some shit they ain't even think about is going to introduce them to some shit where they're going to be like, I want to try that shit. Every time the refrigerator open, your child going to be looking like, I want that butter. <laughs> Just because you done told them butter is some delicious ass, unhealthy ass shit that we don't need. And then you like, but why we got it in the house, though, daddy? <laughs> if it's bad, I think they're trying to keep that good shit away from me. Just the same way when your kid find your alcohol bottle, they're going to be like, why this here in here? Is yep. this something you drink? Yep. I'm going to try this. Now your fucking DHR done showed up at your house to take your goddamn kid away because <laughs> you ain't hit the liquor well enough. Yep. So, look, that's the school of thought for me is that Introduce your child to shit when it's time to be introduced to shit. Don't just arbitrarily introduce them to shit because you think that they need to know this knowledge. You know, maybe they never would have dealt with it. Maybe your child ain't paid no attention to Barb using no fucking butter. Right? And if Barb did use butter and your child did see it, when your child pull out the whole fucking stick of butter while Barb ain't there, just knock the fucking shit out of her hand. Tell her, look, we don't use that much butter because butter is fucking expensive and delicious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we ain't finna keep buying butter because your ass trying to be Barb over here. Just do that. Watch your kids. Parent your kids. Stop your kids. Your kids gonna do some dumb ass shit moving forward in your life. And if you're going to goddamn be a good parent, you're gonna have to tell them, nope, we're not doing that. Yeah. But you can ask Barb if she can put that shit on her goddamn plate in the kitchen. Like, she... Let me let's let's be clear about what he's saying that she does. Bart fix her food, and the food is hot. She take a stick of butter, put it next to the hot food, 
and let that shit melt into her food. Yes. What the fuck kind of childhood fucking butter trauma is that? Why are you doing that shit? <laughs> Why are you doing that? What the hell happened? Did, did, did your parents only able to want the ones only able to have butter? Maybe they had one of them on the table type of butter things where you cover it up. And then during dinner time, and we'll say Barb is Italian. <laughs> Barb is a goddamn uh, Italian or a Jewish name, maybe. I don't know. It's some bar Barbara's that's Jewish and Italian. Motherfuckers be eating bread, right? So it's dinner time. They got butter in the middle of the table. They open up the butter. Everybody get butter and they put it on there. But Barb, she overweight. Her family don't never let her have no fucking butter. But they slathering butter on that shit and they just eating it, having a good old time. And the only thing Barb is having is a horrible time in her mind because she's saying they got all that butter and they won't let me have none because I'm overweight. I'll show these motherfuckers when I get grown. I'm going to be eating butter out the ass. I'm going to eat butter from the stick. I'm going to put butter on my food. I'm going to butter every goddamn thing up. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. You grew up with a butter deficit and now you got a butter surplus and you're doing that shit in an egregious way that motherfuckers see you using butter and now fucking up their kids. Not a butter surplus. I don't need to drink coffee before I get on this motherfucker. Yeah, you be wilding. You be wilding. Okay. I keep uh-huh. breaking in, talking about some story time. <laughs> going on these fucking butter rants. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, she's not an asshole. Her sister, her sister-in-law is an asshole. Fuck her. Like you made a big deal out of something that did not have to be a big deal. Essentially, that's just what it is. Um. Okay, talking shit was the next one, right? Yes. Okay. Wait, no. Talking shit was not the next one? Yeah, I put bedroom awkward. Oh, bedroom awkward is talking shit, yeah. Um, am I the asshole for going into my in-law's bedroom and making things awkward when I heard them talking shit? I recently got engaged to my fiance Abby. She is an amazing girl and I couldn't be happier. Abby and I have a pretty modern relationship and are partners in everything. During the six years we've been together, we've talked a lot about marriage and our expectations. Abby's mom, Rose, made it clear that she thought we were uh, taking all the romance out of it. Abby and I ended up picking the ring together and talking about how the proposal should go. Rose kept making comments that we were ruining it. She was so surprised when her husband proposed and etc. For some background, I don't like her parents that much. (laughs) They have an extremely codependent relationship with some old school gender roles and Rose expects to be treated like an absolute princess. Her dad, James, doesn't seem crazy about me. I think he wants me to take care of his daughter more, but Abby doesn't need that. Rose seems put off that we aren't romantic enough and honestly, she annoys the shit out of me. We spent the holiday at their lake house. Abby and I even went on a hike and she proposed back to me. It was a great day. When I went to bed one night, Abby was in the living room with her siblings. I heard James and Rose talking shit. She said she would have cried if he made her wait six years to get married. He made a joke that she owes him a lot of money because Abby told him women pay for half of the rings now. Then he said that he would have died if he had to tell his friends she proposed back and jokingly made her promise to only get on her knees for one reason. Oh, God. Honestly, I don't deal with assholes. I went to the bedroom, opened the door, and just stared at them. James cussed at me and told me to get out of his room and don't ever do that in his house again. I said I heard their conversation and thought I was going to barf. 
No one wants to hear about her on her knees. Honestly, this might have been a dick move. She has an extremely time-consuming routine to look younger and looks like Abby's sister, but is insecure by her age. James told me to get the fuck out and call me disrespectful. The next morning, he confronted me, didn't apologize, and said if I ever burst in like that again when his wife was half-naked, we were going to have a real problem. To be clear, they were both under the covers. I told Abby, and she thinks it's hilarious, but it made Christmas awkward, and Rose has been telling everyone I have no respect and wasn't raised right. <laughs> you ain't an asshole, but you is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid as hell. In that man's house? Yeah. Hell no. Like If you understood the dynamics of the older generation that Jen was talking about earlier, you would understand that there is no scenario where that could have went well for you. None. Zero. You confronting a motherfucker in his house by breaking into his door or into his room? Hell the fuck. You don't do that shit, bro. Yeah. Mm-mm, no, you stupid. Yeah. You're an asshole. Your, your, your criticisms are valid. Yes. <laughs> your issues with what was going on are valid. But the way that you handled it, fucking elf. And that's exactly elf minus, what... nigga what people were saying so this person said you're the asshole but let me tell you why you open a closed door that door was closed on purpose that was a set boundary and you violated it regardless of how loud and ignorant they were being you overstepped now what you should have done was talk to your fiance and let her make all the jokes at her parents expense but since you had to had to be a privacy violating dingbat you missed your opportunity to take the high ground Um, so did you missed the opportunity for the leverage? Yep. You could have just kept this to your chest, went to your partner, told her, I heard your daddy talking shit, lied some, you know what I'm saying? You already don't fuck with him, you know, <laughs> embellish a little bit, you know. I heard your daddy talking shit about you and me, talking about, you know, we ain't sensual enough and we ain't sexual enough, and that if she if and your mama said that if, if she was you, you would have she would have been left my ass. <laughs> make that shit sound bad that would have been leverage that would have been a converse argument between my like people motherfuckers don't realize you could be a thorn in the side of your in-laws <laughs> yeah they don't have to be a thorn in your side nope absolutely not absolutely not um okay I'm totally disrespectful was, I, to I, your parents it was and the thing about utterly, it mm-hmm. well, hold on I would tell my partner, I'm going to be utterly disrespectful to your parents because of how they're treating me, and I'm willing to be divorced if you got a problem with it. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. This well, shit ain't going to go well. Care. I mean, she know that her, her, her parents ain't her, her assholes. Um, of course. She got to. Codependent yeah. ass motherfuckers. She got to know that they're a problem. She got to have some trauma. And, you know, she probably be with the shit. Like I sent her dad, you know there's a website where he you can said order, they laughed uh, together. He said she told he told her about it and they laughed <laughs> together. But now you done made fucking all the holidays fucking awkward. Bruh, I would you you know there's a website where you can order a, a bag of gummy bear dicks. I send him a bag of dicks every holiday, goddamn. <laughs> I would send this man a whole bag of dicks. <laughs> Happy whatever day, nigga. Oh God. <laughs> Can you, I can't imagine how mad he's sending these dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Literally eat a bag of dicks. That's hilarious. Yeah, like, Hell I would no. do that. 
What was the I next say one? I'd say I'd do that. I wouldn't choose somebody with no fucking parents like that. Yeah. That's what I would do. And the next one is the unreasonable. The second one. Yes. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my sister-in-law that she was being unreasonable? Three years ago, I, a 36-year-old male, set my co-worker, Danny, a 25-year-old female, up with my brother, Phil, a 27-year-old male, and the two hit it off. Now, the two are newlyweds, and Danny is seven months pregnant with her first child. I consider Danny a friend, as well as, a, as family. She and I work incredibly well together, but don't talk about family stuff while at work. Last week, the two had a combined baby shower gender reveal party for their baby. I think that they had planned to have a gender reveal party separately from the baby shower, but things just worked out this way instead. Anyways, everything seemed fine on the day of the party and everyone was having a good time. At the gender reveal, everyone found out that they were having a girl. They both reacted well at first and it was sweet until later when I saw Danny was visibly upset, crying, hyperventilating, etc. At one point, four people were trying to console her. I ran into her on the way to the bathroom and asked her if she was feeling any better. Instant tears. When I asked her what was wrong, she told me that even though she knows it was stupid, she thought she was having a boy and was unsure if she was ready for a girl. <clears throat> I told her as a friend that she has a lot to be grateful for regardless, that it is completely unreasonable to be so upset about her child's gender and let her negative feelings overshadow the fact that she and her baby are completely healthy and have a support system that other women would be happy to have. By this point, she was bawling even worse, and I didn't know what to do. I am not a very touchy-feely person. I went and found Phil, and he calmed her down. Danny was staying office at work the following week and not her usual self. Uh, like, not outwardly rude, but she's usually a lot nicer. I asked her in my office if something was wrong, and she said that I made her feel like shit at the party and that she was still kind of upset with me. My gut is telling me I should apologize, but on the other hand, I feel like she was being ungrateful at the party in many ways. Also, I'm not even sure she would care. To me, even as someone without kids, I know that just the fact that Danny has a healthy family and so far and the finances to support a child is more than most people have. So literally freaking out because you aren't having a boy just seems kind of assholeish. No, let me tell you what's assholeish, okay? I can't stand. I can't stand when I am going through something and somebody comes and tells me, well, you know, it could be worse. Bitch, I don't care nothing about that. Of course it could be worse. Anything could always be worse. That don't help me with the shit I'm going through now. For you to tell her that she can't be disappointed. People have preferences. There are a lot of things that come with raising a female child. If she was a little disappointed, it is what it is. But for you to go and, and <laughs> tell her you're being ungrateful, at least your baby's healthy, like... It don't take all of that. I can't stand when people do that shit. Like, if you want to make me upset let, and, and want to guarantee that I will never come to you with something else that I'm going through, tell me that things could be worse. Tell me that. That would be the last time you ever have an opportunity to help me with anything. Because, bitch, I already know that. That does not help me manage the emotions that I am having in this moment about the current state of things. Okay? I don't give a fuck about how, how it could be worse. And right now it's this. <laughs> Help me deal with this. Listen, y'all. I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all some bad advice. Okay. Jesus. It, but it's a skill <sighs> that can save you in these situations, especially for somebody who says, "My gut is telling me that I should apologize." 
learn how to apologize disingenuously. I mean, it is what it is, okay? Learn how to give a meaningless apology very convincingly. It's a skill. I tell people I'm sorry all the time. It don't mean shit to me, but it mean a lot to the people I apologize to. Learn that shit. Because if your gut tell you I should apologize, you should be able to say, oh, let me apologize to this stupid-ass girl. And you do it, and now everything is fucking fine. Now your ego is fucking you up, making you feel like, well, I ain't been apologizing. You fucking yourself up. And you on the wrong side of the conversation. Just apologize to the motherfucker. Goddamn, it don't have to mean that you fucked up, you wrong. It can mean that the way that you handle something isn't the way that somebody else wants you to handle it. But you should never fucking handle that shit by saying it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, it could. You could also be getting your motherfucking ass whooped right now, but you ain't. <laughs> you could be getting your ass kicked out of my house, but you ain't. It could be a rock going through your car window right now, but it ain't. Yeah, a whole bunch of shit could be worse, motherfucker. Don't nobody want to hear that shit when they're going through something. No. Just console a motherfucker. What was this, a baby shower? Yeah. Go down to the motherfucking table, get some meatballs, you know, the ones that motherfuckers mix with the chili and the jelly. Bring some up on the plate and be like, I see you've been going through some shit, you know, and you ain't had none of these meatballs. These motherfuckers are delicious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't no problem that goddamn these meatballs at the moment won't handle. Let's eat these meatballs. Let's enjoy this motherfucking party. And let's get back to this motherfucking shit. Now, now, there's an overarching conversation to be had. I don't think that this is a conversation for you to have with her about why the fuck are you doing a fucking gender reveal if you knew you was going to have anxiety about this motherfucker might be a girl? Everybody do that, though. Everybody does that. Motherfucker that be watching not... TikTok and they want to goddamn get AK-47 and shoot balloons to see if a pink or a blue fucking smoke going to come out. I know you've seen videos of the motherfuckers doing these gender reveals and fucking setting they self on fire and shit. Yeah. Dumb ass. Like, ma'am, do not do no goddamn gender reveal if you have a leaning towards wanting a boy or a girl. Don't do that shit. People it's do. Stupid. My coworker from my first counseling job got pregnant, had a gender reveal. Her sister was an asshole. Her sister knew she wanted a boy. So her sister bought two of the little um, color steam things and opened the blue one first. And so she was happy. And then she was like, psych! And then she turned the pink one. Bruh. Her whole face dropped. And they have since had a sex... It was, um... You met them, the husband. Y'all talked about Wagyu at uh, Art on the Rock. Oh, her? Yeah, her. She wanted a boy. She got two girls. They just had another little girl. She like seven months old. She still ain't got her boy. Yeah, mm. she was disappointed as a motherfucker about that. Um, <laughs> as husband, I would have ordered a mud hole stomping. In the uh, sister. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was fucked up. It was real fucked all up. All, all, so they were so know. happy when they thought it was a boy. Then Listen. she was like, "Psych." <laughs> I don't you think your brother's still on uh, Facebook. I had to show it to you because she looked upset. <laughs> So I don't think the real Eddie is ever going to get married, right? I don't think I'm ever going to get married. Um, maybe, but I don't think I'm going to get married. What do you mean the real one? You the in the Matrix? Eddie. Hmm? You in the Matrix? No, I ain't in the Matrix. I, I, my, my, I'm not an AI. The algorithm is slipping every now and then. What I'm the not that. What do you mean the real one of you? 
what there's there's five there's several versions of me in my head that exist that's doing things in my head that me would never do. So in my head, there's a version of me that's married. In my head, there's a version of me that has kids. So when I answer stuff, I go to what the me that has those things in my head would be like, not the real me, because the real me don't want none of that shit. I'm give a fuck. Okay. So the husband version of me, I feel like would have me and my wife would have signals as to whether. I got a green light to do some egregious shit. <laughs> and we would be so aligned that she know the egregious shit that I'm trying to do and why I'm trying to do it because she know she's a fucking context clue reading ass motherfucker. She know that I know she said. Everybody know that she wanted a boy. We know that her sister been an asshole in the dick. We know sister just did what she did. And I need her to give me the fucking signal. I'm just going to be waiting. Give me the motherfucking signal. Give me the mother. I'm finna fuck this baby shower up right now because I got two plants in the motherfucking audience and you know who they are because we knew that your sister had the potential to do some bullshit. That's how my relationship would be. That In my head, that's how it is. I'm not gonna have that, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people have a preference and, it, and it's. I don't think that they're less it means they're going to take care of the kid any worse or better because they got or didn't get the gender that they wanted. Somebody can be disappointed in a moment. I don't see the fucking big deal. And instead of just being like, well, it's okay, you know, being positive, you basically berated her for not being happy in the moment and telling her that, well, you know, your baby could have some terrible disease and it don't, so you should be happy. Bitch, what? I can't stand this shit. Like, that in if I'm dealing with something, if I'm going through something, if you don't know what to say, then don't say, I would rather you not say nothing than to tell me it could be worse. Because what the fuck does that do for me in this moment? It could be worse. It could be worse. But my light's still finna get cut off today. So what the fuck is that gonna help me with? It could be worse. But I still gotta figure out how I'm going to get my, you know, car fixed because it's fucked up. Like, whatever I have going on, of course it could be fucking worse, but that does not help me solve what the actual issue is in this fucking moment. And if you don't have solutions, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up. Don't say nothing. I'd rather you not say nothing at all than to tell me it could be worse. Because you, all the emotion and the anger and the anxiety that I am feeling in this moment because of whatever's going on in my life, it's going to get directed at you. And then you're going to think I'm an asshole for cussing you out for telling me some fucking bullshit like it could be worse. Shut your ass up. <laughs> before I make shit worse for you in this moment. I don't think, I, I haven't much had to be given input about some shit that I was struggling with. Mostly because I regulate from struggle so fucking fast that by the time I'm talking to somebody about it, I kind of managed it to a degree. And the shit that would bother motherfuckers don't bother me as much as like when my car blew up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like literally, this nigga car blew up. Yeah, my car fire. blew up, man. The fucking fire department had to come. Yeah, I was just like, hey guys, my fucking car on fire. Look, you know that kind of he. Called he video called a group chat and that's literally what he did and we was all like what <laughs> what are you talking about where are you like what he was just 
That like how he just said that shit is how he said that shit at the time. He really, yeah. really did. So it's like, eh, I, I needed that that much, you know. But don't tell me shit can be worse. I know I, it could be worse. I could have been going through the same shit with no legs, nigga. Blind. Like, I could also have a heart attack at any given moment. It'll be because I'm fat, not because I'm eating fucking a whole stick of butter. <laughs> but it could reasonably be because the compilation of lifetime worth of butter that I've eaten could have caught up with me. But it ain't going to be because I ate a stick right here right now. I'll tell you that. What? Why it makes me mad is anybody that knows me, they know when I have a problem, I'm going to try to figure that shit out. If I come to you and I'm talking to you about it, what that means is that I have been unable in the efforts that I have made to figure it out. Okay. Because I have a very stubborn streak when it comes to shit, even shit. Like we told this story on the, on the podcast before I got this standing desk from on point when he moved and he was going to come and help me hang it up. But I wanted it hung up (laughs) right then. And I struck, and when I say this motherfucking thing is heavy, it's heavy. I hung that shit up by myself. <laughs> there is no reasonable way she should have did this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> if there was a possible way to predict her demise, it would be because she tried to put this shit up and it fell on her and broke her fucking spine. I didn't even think about that. But yes, that could have happened. Listen, y'all, that shit. It's a floating desk, wood, hanging yes. on my wall. Fucking heavy. And I'm the motherfucker telling you it was heavy. I took the, there's no reasonable way she should have put that shit up. She should have been able to hang that shit up. But she did it. I Let did. me tell you, Jennifer is a fucking solutions champ. <laughs> okay? It fucking boggles my mind how she always finds a solution for shit. It don't matter. She is going to find a fucking solution. Yeah, I mean, practical shit. Shit wrong with my car? Oh, yeah, I fixed that. Shit wrong with <laughs> random shit in the house? Oh, yeah, I fixed that. Shit. Uh, oh, yeah, I had to do this to get this to do this to do this. And I'm like, yeah, damn. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm, a good, I'm a good with solutions, right? I'm good with, like, MacGyver-type solutions. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what was happening? We was hanging up a mirror. We was hanging up a mirror. And we were trying to find us. It was like we didn't have no tools to find out the spot on the wall. So I essentially got a Q-tip and I got a marker and I colored the tip of the marker black and I put the Q-tip in the hole uh, on the side of the mirror and then we pushed it up against the wall to put a dot on the wall and then that's where the that's where 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 it was exactly. You know what I'm saying? I actually cut the Q-tip into a fourth and kind of put it right up to the next to it, pushed it back, <coughs> dot, fucking black dot on the wall, perfect. Solution. Them the kind of solutions I'm good at. I'm good at how can we turn this shit into sugar right now? We don't got the stuff we need. Let's figure that out. Jennifer is good as hell at practical fucking solutions for shit. To the point where I a lot have to be like, damn, I wouldn't have thought about that shit. <laughs> I wanna get that shit. A part of it is cause she cheap. Let's just it be is. clear. It, that is all of it. A lot <laughs> most of the shit that she be finding solutions to, I would have been called somebody about the new shit. Nope. She is not finna buy no new shit and she is not finna call nobody until it ain't no motherfucking option and no motherfucking choice. Yep. You know, so she's a solutions yep. champ, though. I need y'all to understand that. 
right? I just fixed my stink last night. She stay fixing shit. Like but one thing she should not be able to have done is pick up that goddamn shelf and put that motherfucker on the wall. Well, so what I, I been did, able to do that. I use I have I have these bar stools that are down here in the office. And so what I did was I just needed enough strength to get it up to the bar stool. And so then that helped hold some of the weight. And then then I only had to go from the bar stool up to where I had put the stuff on the wall. So I didn't just like pick it up and hang it. But mind you, um, it was not as simple as that. It took a little bit of time. And it, I almost gave up because it's, it's, this thing is heavy as fuck. <laughs> and it's just heavy. to be clear, I put her demise together in my head. After it happened. Yeah. Because what happened after that is uh, sometimes we don't talk the whole week. Sometimes mm-hmm. we talk in the middle of the week. Sometimes we talk every now and then. But undoubtedly, we're going to talk in the morning of the podcast, right? One of two things was going to happen. Either <laughs> this was going to have happened on like a Saturday-ish after she already talked to her mama. I'm going to reach out to her for the podcast. I'm not going to hear from her. I'm going to be concerned that I'm not hearing from her. I'm going to go to her house. I'm not. I'm gonna see her car in the fucking garage because you can see her car through the fucking window. I'm gonna realize she at home. I'm gonna call the phone. I'm gonna go around the house seeing if I can hear her phone ringing while I'm calling her. If I can't hear it, then I'm gonna know it's something going on. I'm gonna go to her side door. I'm gonna bust the window. I'm gonna reach my hand in, unlock that motherfucking door, go around and see what happened. And I was gonna find her fucking half fucking dead. Cause the shit done broke her spine. <laughs> I, I I don't think she would be whole dead. I just think she would be half dead. She would be Professor Xavier fucked up. Yeah. Not necessarily dead because of it. But either way, she had been able to move and her phone is out of reach because she didn't keep her phone next to her because what she be doing is lifting some heavy shit. Now, if this shit had happened before Saturday, then her mama would have did this shit. Yep. Because, because my mama, is she on tell me every day? Yeah, she would have talked to her mama on Friday. And now mama have the option of calling or reaching out to me. Yes. Or she had the option of figuring that shit out herself. Now, I don't know what mama would do in that situation. I'm not inclined to believe she would reach out to me. I'm inclined to believe that she would send your cousin over there and your cousin would come and do this shit. Probably. That would probably be the cycle. Yeah. But that's how that would play out. I already done mm-hmm. damn near. I don't paralyze her in my head. I, I and here's what's crazy. That shit. I didn't consider that. At all, <laughs> it's a hundred percent possible that shit could have happened. Never crossed my mind. I was looking at it. I was like, "That shit is heavy." But like, if I just had something to leverage it, I probably could do. <laughs> like, I did not foresee the dangers at all. When he said this, I was like, "Damn, <laughs> you're right." <laughs> I could fuck myself up. <laughs> I didn't need electrical shit that I ain't had no business doing. Like, I, I you know. Yeah, and it's it's because I'm cheap. I could just literally call and have somebody come and do it. But if I could figure it out myself, I'm not calling nobody. <laughs> the last time I was finna do some electrical shit, I was finna do it. I, I I literally had the outlet off the plug, and I had some fucking a screwdriver with metal on it in my hand. And I was like, let me make sure I'm doing the right thing. Every form I went to, do not do this without shutting the power to the house off. I was like, I was finna kill myself up here. <laughs> yeah. This is the source of why I fucking outsource shit, bro. I do not give a fuck about doing shit on my own. Let niggas get paid to do that shit. I get paid to talk to motherfuckers on the couch. My brain immediately goes to like resolutions, though. Like, so with the sink, 
my I have one of the faucets where like it doesn't have a separate cold or hot tap. You just turn it in a di- specific direction for the hot or the cold. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the cold wasn't coming on no more. Like if I turned it on, even on the cold side, hot water was coming out. Mm. And I couldn't figure out why the fuck it was doing it. Now, normally that wouldn't matter. However, so I, my hair is purple. We've mentioned this before. When I freshly do my hair, this shit stained like a bitch, okay? My kitchen sink is stainless steel. So I will wash this this out in there instead of fucking up my bathroom. And so I that's the only time I really care about the water being cold because I can't wash it out with hot water because it just makes the color bleed even more. So I needed the cold water. Now, I could have called. I, I'm renting this house. So it's kind of their job to do this. However, it's a holiday weekend. Ain't no telling when the motherfuckers would have came out here to fix that shit. So I just got a flashlight. I got up underneath the cabinet and I figured out that somehow the cold water tap thing underneath the sink wasn't turned all the way that it needed to be turned. Turn that shit water fix. But to figure that out, I had took the whole little thing. <laughs> Cause what I read was it could be like a little get the little gasket thing in there might not be turning the way that it needs to. So I was trying to figure out how to get the thing off to do that part. And then in the midst of that, I was like, well maybe it's just these nozzles down here. But that's immediately when the water started fucking up. My first thought was not let me call these people. My first thought, I was finna do fix mold myself. Mm, about the kids here. Yeah. On point is the only way he was like, don't do that shit. Like call the yeah. black mold? Yo, she called the people right up and they said, Oh hell no, nah, we ain't doing <laughs> that shit either. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get Pablo to come do that shit. We are not fucking with that. Yeah, they outsource. They ain't even send the regular I, maintenance guy. They they directly outsource that shit. I hope you understand from that the importance of not fucking with no black shit on yeah, no ceiling. I won't, I won't. I won't do that no more. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just how my brain. So back to the the Reddit letter. So if I come to you and you say that shit to me, it's gonna really anger me because I've already gone through a process before I came to you with this shit. I done already tried to uh, fix it on my own and I can't. And you telling me <laughs> that it could be worse in that moment of, of me feeling frustrated because I wasn't able to come to a resolution on my own is immediately going to get you cussed out. And and all your helping me with issues, uh, privileges will be taken away. I ain't never coming to you for shit else because if you tell me one more fucking time that it could be worse, we're going to box. It's going to be a problem. So to avoid that, I just learned that you ain't a motherfucker I need to talk to when I'm going through stuff. Let that lady be upset that she didn't get her boy. You know how many people, you know how many families are walking around with five girls, six girls, because they kept just trying to have a boy because they wanted a boy and couldn't ever get one. You know how many people just keep having fucking kids? Like, this is how much folks be wanting a certain gender child. (laughs) Same shit with girls. See a family with seven boys. Why the fuck y'all got seven kids? Kept trying for a girl. Like, this is not specific to her, okay? You did not have to be a dick in that moment. You didn't. And I would be treating you differently too. Like I said, what you let me know, and I don't need to talk to you about shit because all you're going to do is tell me it could be worse and I'm going to lose it on you. So for the both of us, I'm just, you know pump my brakes when it comes to you because fuck you yeah <laughs> shit 100 percent 
fuck out of here. Uh, was that the only other one? Yeah, we had an hour and three minutes. Uh, uh, the only other thing, uh, the only thing I care to talk about on the news is, um, I hate. I have a very complex relationship with one participating in the culture of, I guess, name calling, maybe. I don't like doing it. And because they've been calling Mitch McConnell Glitch McConnell, right? And as much as I do not fuck with that dude, as much as I don't give a fuck about his politics, there's one part of me that just be feeling uncomfortable when people be saying shit like that. Um, so I'm not gonna participate in it. I'm just gonna say Mitch McConnell, whole motherfucking bitch ass. I'm com- comfortable with that. It's not comfortable with calling him Glitch McConnell. You know what I'm saying? But I, let me tell you why I am comfortable calling him Glitch McConnell. One, it's very obviously he, he got some shit going on, and instead of taking care of that, they just still you know courting him around like a fucking Shetland pony. In, in a competition, the nigga has got some problems. Put and and if anybody in this country has the ability to get the help and have the health care and all of that shit, it's that nigga. So knowing that makes me feel less sorry for him. And yeah. I don't give a fuck. America, <laughs> y'all are paying for this motherfucker's congressional health care package. Yep. And he ain't using the motherfucker. Why are we paying for that motherfucking top tier health care if they just gonna deal with it now? Yep. The way that his staff is dealing with it means that they be seeing this shit happen. Oh, yeah. They are acting, treating it like it ain't shit. Because the lady you know, just came up to him and was like, "Um, did you hear him? He said, he heard, he just, he, he, he's in a, whatever the fuck he got going an episode on. episode or something. <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker's having an episode of goddamn Howdy Doody or some shit. <laughs> That's what's happening. It don't be nothing behind them eyes. When that shit happens, it's like no lights on upstairs. Nothing. Yeah. It's like, what's going on in your brain, bro? Uh, it's like, it's like a, a a hamster on a broken wheel. That's what I imagine, and the hamster <laughs> just can't go. Where that shit come from? That's some Simpsons or Family Guy shit. One of them, one of them yeah. <laughs> one of them. It, it would be. It was one of them. Um, but that's why I don't feel bad because somebody that like was like us. And like healthcare is all fucked up, and we don't have the ability. He has it, and they, and they're choosing not to fucking fix this, get it right, stop courting him out, and having him do these fucking press conferences. I don't feel bad for him. I'm sorry. So Fuck this him. is the thing for me. We are seeing <clears throat> Mitch McConnell going through what he's going through. We are seeing Senator Feinstein going through what she's going through, which is similar. Like she don't know what the fuck she is most of the time. Falling and shit, like all of them too old for the positions that they in. If you ask me, they are. But it is starting to make me wonder how much the people around them are being discouraged from showcasing what's going on or talking about it because their political positioning is something that they end up becoming just a puppet for and a placeholder for, rather than the fears of what it means if they are. It's communicated that they having struggles. Oh, we don't need the Republican to get in this role, so we need to just shuffle her around so we can keep it that way until 2024. You know, same for Mitch McConnell. You know what I'm saying? He's the reason that a host of legislation haven't been going through. And if we think that ain't benefiting Republicans, you're stupid. And they don't have confidence that the next person that's going to take that role going to be that person because a lot of people don't agree with what Mitch McConnell doing without bringing any fucking legislation to the House, to the floor. 
I think that there should be an age where they're not allowed to do. Like, I feel like when the Constitution, when a lot of these decisions about like how we were going to operate were made, we did not have the information that we have now, and we didn't have the information we have now about the fucking aging process. Okay, motherfuckers with dementia back in the day probably just, you know. <laughs> That's just he being old. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't have mm-hmm. the knowledge that we had. Knowing what we know about the aging process, there needs to be a fucking cutoff age. There does. I'm sorry. That's just what it is. It, there needs to be an age where they are not, because you are not mentally capable of holding that position anymore. And lifetime appointments don't make no goddamn sense. It just don't. Sorry. I don't care who it is. Republican, Democrat. No position should be lifetime appointed. Because they're, everybody gets to a point where they wearing diapers and don't know where the fuck they at. Okay. Especially and, since we don't found out that Clarence Thomas and, and Alito and some of them judges is sugar babies to the billionaires, goddamn. But funding their lifestyle. Like, and like they doing their job just off the principle of it being something that you do for America. This one of them power corrupts absolutely moments that yeah. we're seeing happening out here. But, and they don't even want to be held accountable for it. They need to stop carting Mitch around. Let that nigga take him somewhere and get him some help. <laughs> because this is the second time that this has happened, which lets me know that it's probably happening a lot. Like he can't even manage it, you know what I'm saying, in press conferences. So I know outside of these conferences, that nigga glitching a whole lot. Like existing on the edge, man. Get that nigga some pop rocks. It's gonna be the last thing he do. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take that shock. Hell no. All they're doing is asking him questions about goddamn election and shit. Maybe he got trigger words. I don't know. Oh, you know what'd be funny if somebody like did hypnosis on him and like certain words just make him and <laughs> that like would actually Bucky. be kind of fucking dope. <laughs> might be a sleeper agent. <laughs> That's some shit I would do. Like, if I was going to be, like, a diabolical person, I would do shit like that. It's going to be, or I would be, like, had that nigga where he got certain words that just make him fuck up. That's what I would do. I wouldn't be out here shooting and killing people. It'd be a bunch of psychological shit <laughs> that I would do if I was, like, my my villain mode, my villain mode would be that. It wouldn't be direct. It wouldn't be, like, actively killing people. i just fuck your whole life up. I want you to live and have to deal with the consequences. I don't want you to die. That's too easy. I want you to fucking suffer. If I'm going to do it. Just create a program like they put Bucky through where you put them cold words on his ass. <laughs> Democrats. Woke. <laughs> <laughs> Crooked Hillary. <laughs> Trump for president. Soon as you say all that shit in one goddamn string of sentences, he activated like, oh. this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker has been activated, y'all. What is he gonna do? Do some legislation, goddamn. Shit is crazy. Shit is fucking crazy. But yeah. And that's all I wanted to talk about, man. Fuck politics at the end of the day. Uh, no. Okay, let me talk about this. Uh, Tennessee is on the slate to pass new legislation regarding paternity. Have you heard of that? No, but I feel like it's going to be some bullshit. In the state of Tennessee. To birth and the birthing process and children lately have been fucking bullshit. But go ahead. In the state of Tennessee, before any man signs the birth certificate, they will be uh, legally mandated to uh, do a DNA test. 
If any man signs the birth certificate, they have to do a DNA test? Before they sign a birth certificate, they need to do a DNA test. So it's a Democrat in Tennessee giving this legislation. I say Democrat because, you know, when Republicans doing it, it means something different. So where I want to start. So how the manosphere and men that have a problem with women are framing this is like, yeah, we need to pass this legislation because these paternity fraud scheming ass women that be putting babies on men, we need to catch them. That 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 don't happen a lot. <laughs> it happens very rarely. The highest rate of people that have a, a, a misidentified paternity are young couples, unmarried couples, and couples from a low SES. Right. This don't always, so the fact that you can target it to that group means that it's not malicious most of the time. Now, in Tennessee, there is a 30% rate of men that are found not to be the fathers. And people are making it seem like, that same group are making it seem like 30% of the kids of people ain't their kids. But remember this, this is 30% of people who have a reason to go do paternity. 30% of people who either the relationship has been in question, either the person has multiple partners, reasonable re ways to have to have a paternity test 30% of the time uh, is not the father. But they looking at that wrong because 70% of the time these women is telling the truth about your ass. <laughs> that is a high percent for women to be telling the truth, to look at that 30% and say these men are not the father. Uh, but the reason that this legislation is brought out is because I did not know all of the benefits that the government gains of a state from having this shit. Tennessee gets $52 million matched by the federal government to put into uh, child support enforcement services. And so it benefits the state to rush a name to be put on the birth certificate. And as we keep hearing stories about once a name is put on that birth certificate, it don't matter by the state. If you are found out to not be the father, you got to pay that shit for 18 years. So essentially, the reason that he brought this up is to stop state mandated kidnapping and paternity fraud because they're encouraging this so that they can get money from it. <clears throat> and the state is putting up a really big fight against this legislation because it is exactly what he's saying it is. They make money just not caring which men sign and not caring about the reality of some of these men are not the biological father. Mm -mm. And so I support the legislation, but not for the reason that them other people support it. I support taking the government out of that, uh, that financial piece of, uh, of taking kids away from the biological fathers, forcing non-biological fathers to put a name on that motherfucker. Um, but more than anything, this will be the first opportunity for us to get solid data on how many women are actually either lying or telling the truth. And I think that it's going to surprise men that believe that women be scheming to realize how many men actually are the fathers of these children. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm looking to getting that data piece to showcase that like that this, the shit that they're making a boogeyman ain't, ain't that big of a deal. Um, as big a deal as they said, but, uh, look out for that. That shit might be coming to a state near you, motherfuckers. <laughs> but that's it. Don't talk about that. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we 
what what the fuck gonna be saying? Oh, Until we come in the next conversation. We out. Holla.